Autumn, and thanks for listening to You're Not Your and Chair, where our goal is to show you that your problems in life don't have to define you. And I'm Nick. <laughs> I think your intro gets better and better with every episode. That's how excited I am to, to record the next episode of this <laughs> podcast. I'm excited. It's going to be a good one tonight. It definitely is. You know what? Throughout the week, I definitely took notes on what I felt like we needed to talk about. I mean, this is things, I mean, I've been injured for 14 years. So these are things that like over time, I'm like, I really have to zone into my life during that time (laughs) and like, you know, take notes because I forget about little things. Yeah. So when it like hits me, I'm like, okay, I got to write notes so I don't forget that story. See, along with this podcast and my other podcasts that I record, I... I take mental notes or I write things down, and then the na- the day of, I can't find them or think about what I wrote yeah. down. <laughs> you need to get on the computer, man. <laughs> so I'm just free. Me, my notepad that is like just regular notes, it connects to my phone and it connects to my computer. So I feel like I live off my notepad. I do like my work with my collaborative photo shoot with my friend see, Haley. See, Autumn is like <laughs> we a, have like a shared note and everything. Autumn is more a computer person. Like I'm definitely like a pen to paper kind of person. I am a pen to paper kind of girl, but I'm trying to slowly get to like doing it online on my computer because it's so much less, so much easier to find my crap. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I'm like flipping through my notebook. Like, where did I put that? Yeah. Where did I write that down? So. Well, let's just get into Jump it. Right in. How was our week? Great. Car's fixed, man. I, mean, I was going to ask you how your week was, but I was there. So Yeah. <laughs> it was a good one. It was a really good one. Yeah. I, yeah. The car went, like, we talked about it last week, but it went from, like, broken to busted. To very broken. <laughs> to busted. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, we are like, okay, the light's on. I'm not sure if it's just a mistake, if it's, like, the computer that's just throwing random codes, right? Yeah. To, to, like, we went to drive out of our neighborhood grinding sound. <laughs> just, like, every sound in the book. Good thing I was in the other car and I didn't get the weird looks and the people walking, you know. Yeah, <laughs> we, like, I went to drive because Nick drove his car so that we could leave my car. And I'm, like, driving my car and my neighbors. I know the car sounded, like, so bad. The neighbors are looking at me. I'm, like, putting my head down. I'm, like, please don't look. I This is not me. <laughs> I know my car is broken. I'm going to fix it right now. Yeah. So. Um, but we got it fixed. Yep, we did. So we got it fixed. And shout out to Chuck. Shout out to Chuck. Yeah, he fixed our car. I guess our wheel bearing on the front um, passenger side was like super bad it was busted busted man he was like yeah so usually i don't even okay i'm not a mechanic but like he what was that thing he put it in like a like a weight tester press thing i don't know just like blew up he said yeah he's like i mean you can see the pieces on my garage floor i'm like well sounds like it was time to change it so shout out to chuck he took care of us oh Solid guy. Solid just guy. Super nice and got it done super quick. I'm glad to have a mechanic that I trust. Honestly, like I'm that's what I'm excited for more than anything is to just have someone that I can be like, hey, my car, there's something going on. And I trust him. He's not gonna mess me out of money, you know. So yeah. and then, you know, the rest of the things of the week. It was another busy, busy week, busy weekend, you know. Work, mom life, like Yeah. So I mean, we don't need to like touch on every point of our weekend mm-hmm. but it was another busy weekend yeah lots of hockey oh one little thing we, we went to the maverick center 
um, so that my daughter could play on the ice for her team party, which was freaking awesome. They had a blast. Part, part A of the party. <laughs> yeah, part A. They have a lot of parties part coming up. Part A. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so um, typically on the side that we go in on, there's like on the ground level, there's like a little ramp up to those first seats, those front row seats. Yeah. The ramp wasn't there. So when me and Mandy, my sister, came with me to help me because Nick was on the ice um, with the kids, we went over to find the ramp, and it wasn't there. So I had to do a funky transfer, <laughs> get up like a giant, like this wasn't like a small step. This was like probably 12, 14 inches into a folding chair. Mandy lifted up my chair, got it up there. <laughs> nice. And then when I got back down, um, I had to transfer to the floor. Because I was like, I can't get into this folding chair. Because the thing about going down versus up is I can try to, like, bear weight on my feet. Like, my feet really do help me out because I can bear weight somewhat. Um, no balance whatsoever. But they do help me out. So then when I was going back down, I have no control of my legs. So though, even if I could bear weight on my feet, my legs could just buckle or not hit the ground the right way and yeah so you have to transfer down on your bum and then transfer over to the chair so I don't know if that makes sense it was hard yeah and also I mean our weekends are usually filled with hockey and stuff but yeah Park City definitely probably the most handicapped yeah cap accessible rink out there no complaints about Park City well and their accessibility yeah, and you know it differs from rink like every rink is different yeah oval worst Yes. Park City, best. One of the best. Bountiful's you know, good. Bountiful, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing really like the, the Bountiful rink that, you know, it I, says it's hard to do. Yeah, I think the thing mostly, and this is nothing to do with, like, the building um, and them building it accessible. I think the thing about that is people need to respect that those benches or the, the handicap section at the top is not just a chill place for you to lounge. Yeah. You know, because nine times out of ten, we go up there and there's either someone at the top benches or there's someone sitting in the handicap section with their feet up or filming yeah, yeah. or doing something. And it's like, okay, that's great and everything, but I do need a spot to sit. The, the Bountiful <laughs> Ice Rink could probably sit, you know, anywhere from like 500, maybe 700 people. Like, you can, I mean, if you fill the benches, it'd be a lot yeah. of people. But literally, the 30 spots that are handicap accessible yeah. are the first 30 spots people the sit. top because, benches. Because it's the first bench and yep. you don't have to go down any stairs, you know, and mm -hmm. people can stand there. And so. I understand, like, broken legs. I understand, like, elderly that can't walk down the yeah. stairs. I get it. Or, I'm not, you I'm know, not trying to point There's fingers. a lot of people with strollers there, too. So, I mean. But who could park I mean, your stroller, stroller and walk down? Stroller is a hot but and we don't want to push with the handicap accessible yeah. because a lot of people do like to associate the stroller with, with the, the wheelchair. Wheel. The, yeah. And it's like, well, a stroller is kind of a choice. It's a handy thing for I you. I get to, the elevator. I get yeah. that you need an elevator to get upstairs. I do. But when you're sitting down watching a game, it's not very necessary. I get that there are some kids that use that have like um, handicap disabilities that use yeah. a stroller as a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And so for obviously for those no no complaints there, but when it is just like I'm my my I have a stroller with me. No, you can park your stroller up your at the top. Your kids aren't even sit. in the stroller. They're like jumping out and it's basically just yeah. a giant backpack. I think more for me, it's not that I'm judging you. It's more a fact of like, listen, I can't go walk down there. Yeah. So 
so you can take your baby out and go walk down there and sit. I can't do that. So I think yeah. that's what I'm trying. You know, if there's not anybody there, feel free. But especially if you see someone in a wheelchair or someone that needs those top benches, you need to give those up. <laughs> yeah. And it is always funny how people that like have something that's related to the wheelchair, like that can kind of be on the yeah. same level that they're like, I got one this week. You're like, I get it, yeah. you know? And like, you're like, no, yeah. you don't quite well, get it. Like, and the lady this week had such nice intentions. We were at Cold Stone <laughs> and they handed my ice cream and the counter was like above my head. So I couldn't see that they put the ice cream on the counter. And she said, ma'am, um, they put your ice cream up there. And I said, oh, thank you so much. You know, that was very sweet of you. And she goes, I get it. I was in a wheelchair too. And I'm like, oh, thanks. You're so sweet. You know, and I, I got my ice cream, went on with my day, but we got in the car and I said, no, nah, she doesn't get it because I can't get out. She yeah. was walking now and it's still different. I get an injury. I get that you spent some time in a wheelchair and, and maybe that's the way to respond is I spent some time in a wheelchair. So I, I somewhat, I understand, but you never ever want to tell someone, I know, I know what you're going through yeah. because even from spinal cord injury to spinal cord injury or amputees or whatever, they don't know the exact situation. You don't they know what they're idea. going through. I mean, I even, have a... Even Autumn here can yeah. be sitting with somebody who just got a spinal cord accident, exactly the yeah. same place, anything, and Every she, single one is different. Yeah. And I that is one thing that I am sure to say to every person is I'm here for all the support in the world. I know our injuries are different and I would never think that they are the same, but I'm, I'm here, you know, to have, I have a similar situation. I have a friend that, um, her name's Kira and she just had her arm amputated with a, what, what was, what happened with her arm? She had like a infection. She was, yeah. She got an infection. Yeah. So she, she just got her arm amputated and you know what? Our injury, our injuries are completely different and we connect on a whole nother level. Yeah. But you don't know what she's going through, and she doesn't know what you're going through, but you guys understand yep. each other. Yep, and we understand the way that people make us feel. We understand some of the emotions. So, you know, although every injury or, you know, disability is different, we kind of get each other in a different way, you but know. To, but to say... Enduring all that pain and, and suffering. But to say, like... I know what you're going through. You yes. don't know. Yes. And so, I mean, it's the same pe thing with, like, people who, like, lose somebody. Like, mm -hmm. like people are always like, I know what you're going through. And it's like, you don't no. know what I'm yeah. going through. Because whether it was my mom or your mom, you might not have been as close to your mom or right. closer Every to your mom. Right. Like, different. Everyone's different. And that's okay. I mean, I mean, obviously, a lot of people are just kind of saying those kind of repetitive, and you know. I don't kinda... think people know what to say sometimes. Yeah. So, so it just comes out that way. Yeah. Not... I, I feel like if I share this kind of stuff for people that don't know necessarily what to say, maybe this will kind of raise a little bit of awareness as to how someone like I, how I feel. Yeah. You know, hear, hearing it from my mouth versus wondering what, yeah. how does she feel? How would she respond to that? You know? Yeah, like, you understand some parts of it, you know, and even Autumn understands some things that other spinal cord injuries or injuries are going through, but she doesn't understand everything. Yeah. Even me, I see people, and I'm like, you know, we'll have to talk it up, and I'll say, hey, my wife's in a wheelchair, too, or whatever, and that's, but I, I mean, every situation is different, I know. That's more saying I get the accessibility side of things, yeah. you know, somewhat. 
not exactly yours. But I'm yours. not going to say, I know exactly yeah. how your life is. You know, <laughs> I get everything about you since my wife's in a wheelchair. Right. I know everything there is in I mean, I have to say it's a little bit different <laughs> talking to someone that knows, though, because I'm used to talking to someone that doesn't quite know um, the life of a spinal cord injury. And one of the guys that plays hockey with Nick is an, an occupational therapist. And he came up to me, he's like, yeah, I worked on the spinal cord injury unit. And I, it like hit me like a ton of bricks, like, oh, my gosh, he knows. He knows. He knows about my injury. <laughs> well, he sees enough guys to probably know that, you know, or guys and girls that yeah. know that, you know, this happens, this happens, this happens, and everybody is different. And the recovery process yeah. and kind of the way your spine works yeah. more than anything. Yeah, kind of gets the scientific Yeah, I don't have to explain. I mean, I still explained, like, what I can feel because that's different for everybody, and your injury levels are different even, I mean, no matter where you got hurt, your your spinal cord is injured at different levels. So, yeah, it was definitely different to talk to someone that knew, you know. Yeah. So, anyway, one another shout-out. <laughs> we got another shout-out that we've been meaning to shout-out for the last two oh. episodes, and I just hit... Every time like, we, we get done recording and, like, we're posting... I'm like, oh crap. So, cute Lauren Clemmer... Drew, our podcast artwork, and she, you know what? She has the cutest little business called Almost Noel, and she does these, like, I, I don't even know how she does it. I'm not, like, I could do a lot on the computer. I cannot illustrate. One, one of our favorite family, like, pictures, I guess, is not really a picture. It's one she did. Yeah. And it's, like, all of us in, like... Our family in Alice in Wonderland <laughs> costumes. Because yeah. my daughter, Alice, is named after Alice in Wonderland. So I seriously go to her for everything. She she did a little sketch um, of each of my bows for my bow shop that I use for whatever. It's on my website. All sorts of stuff. So definitely if you want some cute artwork, you know, simple, You know those complex. little house pictures of the... Like, just, like, a little drawing of your house and it's, like, watercolor. You got to go check her out. Almost Noel. She's on she's on Instagram. Yeah. Facebook. So, yeah. So shout out to her for our lovely podcast logo that you see every time you click on this yes, show. Yes. And you know what? The thing about it is is it's me. It yeah, is it so is definitely me. it is definitely autumn. The fonts <laughs> it, down to and and the reason why I'm shouting out Lauren is cause she like I sent her wheelchairs. I explained to her because there are a lot of different wheelchairs. There are a lot of different wheelchairs. They look different. I wanted this to be me. You know, yeah. I wanted it to look like the wheelchair I use. And everyone that knows me knows I love pink and I love floral. So yeah. why can't we add that in there? And mauve is my favorite color. The, the best part of the whole podcast uh, logo or whatever you want to call it. Cover. cover. Is that the foot plate in the wheelchair is missing because if... <laughs> it always breaks Autumn, on mine. Autumn gets a brand new wheelchair and like seriously like week one foot plate breaks. And it's usually like, a plastic foot plate. And we're like, oh yeah, we'll get a new one. We'll get a new one. No. Here we are five years later. Yeah, I'm about due for a new wheelchair. And Autumn still doesn't have a new foot plate. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a hole, but it holds. I mean, usually my feet stay up, you know. So, yeah. but so yeah, every now and then it slips through and it's yeah. Just so every every little part of that podcast cover, I mean, she she did amazing. She couldn't have done a better job. I am like thrilled with it. So thank you, Lauren. We love you. Um, should we rewind? Rip, rip, rewind. Oh no, let's do gripes and gains first. Gra gra gripes and gains. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so today, I mean, this week, I had some pain. 
Some pain. A lot of pain. <laughs> I mean, I have chronic pain, typically lower back, yeah, it's, legs. It's definitely different when Autumn's like, oh, man, something's really hurting. Because, like, I mean, she's always hurting. Like, <laughs> Yeah. There's always pain in my back. There's always pain in my legs. Um, just from your body's not made to sit yeah. all the time. Yeah. It's made to stretch out. The only time I get to stretch out is when I lay down and... If you know me, you know I have a hard time chilling out during the day. Yeah. I'm go, 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 go. I'm And so I'm usually in my wheelchair. Um, I'll transfer to the couch. Uh, I like to put my feet up to try to get my f- circulation, you know, yeah. moving. And but other than sleeping and then a little bit of time on the couch, I'm in my chair. Yeah, and Autumn's pretty flexible, but, like, I'll stretch her legs for her, and I can tell, like, just how tight. Yeah. Those, those, you know, mm-hmm. tendons or whatever you want your, to call it. Your body starts to look like a wheelchair. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and it's hard because for me, like I, I wake up in the morning to a million notifications on my phone. And so the first She's thing. She's not even exaggerating. If you saw Autumn, how many text messages <laughs> Autumn has not read, I, I bet if I opened up her phone, it's, it's in the bad. hundreds. <laughs> it is. And, and the thing is like, I, so anyway, bottom line is in the morning, <laughs> I have to go through my messages and it takes me a while to get to my messages and really go through all of them. So the first thought on my mind isn't to stretch my legs or yeah. to work out, which, you know, it probably should be, but I know if I don't look at those notifications right when I wake up, I'm going to forget about them. (laughs) And if you're my friend, you know, I suck at replying to text messages and I forget about things. So, so yeah, it's not the first thing I do, even though it should be. And it's a goal of mine to, to, to stretch and to get a little bit, it's hard to get my heart rate up. That is one thing I do wish I had like a bike at home, um, like a recumbent bike. So not the bike that you're thinking when you think biking it's the bike that sits kind of back further um, just to help move my legs. And then, um, yeah, I kind of can do, like, girl push-ups somewhat, crunches. Me, me too. <laughs> I'm just – it's hard to get my heart rate up. It's it, it's hard. And, you know, I think that that's where the kind of struggle is coming from is it's, it's not like I can turn on a workout and do the whole thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, she's got to kind of modify it. Yeah, so it's hard. I – that should be a goal of mine, right? Yeah, we, we, we definitely need to, you know, make. It's funny that we're still like, we've been in this house for eleven <laughs> years. We're still like, you know what? We need to switch this area. Maybe it's a workout area. You know? And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still trying Change. to figure out. Our house has never been like set. <laughs> yeah, it's always changing. Autumn's office has moved to about every corner of this house. Yeah, it and changes. You know, and our dining area has never been set stone, our mm-hmm. piano area, so. <laughs> no, no. So the pain mostly this week was in my shoulder. Yeah. And I know that sounds weird because you would think it would be my lower back. I mean, it still is chronically, but my shoulder, I had tendonitis. And, you know, this is the struggle is I'm go, like I said, I'm go, go, go. But I, I tend to overwork my arms. And definitely this week, I think it started with a dance comp last week. That's weekend. probably where it, it came from, you know. It started there, and I think I just kept going and kept overusing. It was my left shoulder. And then when you get tendonitis, it's just from then on, every time I pushed, it was painful. Every time I lifted up Brooks, it was painful. So the hard thing about tendonitis is you need to give your yourself some time to 
kind of recover. Rest. Yeah, rest and recover. And there's no rest when you're in a wheelchair. <laughs> so if anyone knows Autumn, she does not sit still. <laughs> I don't. I don't. She it sits, drives me crazy. Just not still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. I gotta be going, going like constantly. So or like doing something. Yeah, she's definitely not a. She definitely doesn't think about herself first and. For better or worse. <laughs> I, I should, though. I should, so that I'm not in so much pain. So, luckily, Nick, you know, the massage, ibuprofen, <laughs> it's feeling a lot better I, now, but this week was a rough one with pain. I'm like a trained massage therapist, but I only give <laughs> massages to one person. <laughs> hey, he rubs my... Okay, you guys, shout out to my husband that's on the podcast, because he rubs my back almost every night. In fact, it's a weird night if Nick doesn't <laughs> rub my back. And and not just my back. Like, he, if I'm like, oh, my shoulder's bugging me, he'll rub my shoulder. And he rubs my, like, the sides of my legs. And, you know, most men would be like, yeah, here we go. Massage night. This is looking good. <laughs> Nick never expects. He never expects that kind of a thing. <laughs> you know, I wish it paid off more often, guys, but it doesn't. <laughs> but I do appreciate it. Like, honestly, I know that is so, like, different to say that that's one of the things I appreciate about my husband. But he really does take into account, like, how I am feeling. And he knows that I work so hard and... And so for him, he, you know, it's awesome that he's willing to do that every night for me. Well, you're welcome. Thanks, babe. <laughs> so, what, so what's our gain out of this? I have a really high pain tolerance. Yeah, that's definitely a gain. Like, yep. <laughs> Autumn's pain tolerance is definitely a lot higher than mine <laughs> or most people I know. Yeah. Like, most I mean, people that, like, when she explains what's, like, hurting, I'm like, yeah, if that was hurting on me, I'd probably be down and out. So yeah, so I mean, pain tolerance—that's nice. I've I've learned to cope in ways other than medicating. Yeah. So maybe you're stronger for it. I don't. Know. I am. I am stronger for it. I think the I think where the pain tolerance started was the hospital. Definitely, there was a lot of pain that happened there, and I think just I I think more than anything psychologically, I learned how to tune out the pain. Not in a, like a, you know, not in a no, mental way. Just like, not you know, let it people control. People tune out pain and let it build up and stuff. But Yeah. Like, I just learned how to kind of, I don't know, I guess, just not let it control my day. Obviously, it's well, something that's nagging constant, constant, constant. It's pain. Yeah. But I easily could have been down and out this week because yeah. of well, my shoulder. Well, you're not your effing pain. You know, there is a lot of people who let their pains and aches, you know, kind of run their life. And I'm not saying that people don't have pains and aches that are valid. I mean, there is and definitely. No, and not everybody's been through a traumatic experience to have that. There is a lot of people who let those nagging aches and pains run their life. Yeah. And so. Definitely. Uh, and that's not, that doesn't have to run your life. I mean, I really don't have nagging aches and, aches and pains, so I guess I can't speak for everybody. Yeah, but. well, and just the fact that you don't deal with that kind of a thing. I mean, tonight you were like, man, I don't get headaches very often, so when <sighs> I get a headache, it hurts really bad. So for someone... So I had to stop at the gas yeah, station. Yeah, I had to get Advil. I had to get some... Ad, was it? Yeah, it was, it was Advil. Advil. Yeah. Bought a two-pack of Advil and a little <laughs> cup of coffee. Yeah, but it just shows you when you don't have pain very often, when the pain does come, it's a lot more intense. Yeah. For someone that lives with pain 
on a regular basis or phantom pains, you know. Yeah. It's, but a, it's a little easier to tune out. And I try not to let to it ruin my it. day. We stopped at the gas station. Yeah. The Advil, and then we went to Taco Bell with the, the crew. With the crew. The, the, Tuesday, <laughs> the Tuesday Taco Bell crew. Which is over. It's Taco Tuesday. We go to Taco Bell every Tuesday. Well, not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Lady Grizz is over. So It is. Shout out to the Tuesday Taco crew. <laughs> Usually me, Don, and sometimes Jared and a bunch of girls. And, I and guess Brooks. Brooks. And Brooks. Brooks is definitely running around that Taco Bell. But, yeah. So it was a fun night. Yeah. Didn't let the headache ruin it. Um, yeah. And Shall also, we rewind? Well, what's your other gripe for the week? Didn't you have another gripe you want to talk about? Oh, clothes fitting. <laughs> you guys. This is a hard one. If anybody knows Autumn. okay, I'm very plain. She probably, yeah, she's very plain. And she wears... T-shirts. I'm not frilly. She wears sweatshirts. Dresses are my enemy. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I'm going to, I'm going to I don't wear sandals. Here's my gripe, you know, like I never like, like getting people ready in my house is like my task that, that drives <laughs> Nick, me Nick, go nuts. find this. Nick, yeah. go find that. I, I, everybody in the house says, hey, dad or Nick, where is my red t-shirt that I wore last Tuesday? And you're like... <laughs> Your red T-shirt that you wore last Tuesday, like, and then it becomes my journey to find that one shirt. Yeah, that or I want to wear this exact yeah. hoodie, so go find it. Yeah, and so I got to find it. And I were, you know, Autumn has lots of clothes, but they're all made for a particular time. But for most of the time, sometimes it's, it's, it's fancy. <laughs> if I'm going to like a work meeting, it's fancy. If I'm working at home, it's straight up sweats and a T-shirt. But yeah, and and one of I mean you can go into it, but yeah, she's I you know, it's, it's really hard easiest. because I if you know me, you know I wear black leggings 90% of the time. Probably 95% of the time. <laughs> um in the summer I don't wear shorts very often. I'm very self-conscious about the atrophy in my legs. Um just because for 14 years I haven't used those muscles, so my legs um are a lot smaller. So my body shape, with my body shape, it is so hard to find clothes that fit, in particular leggings that fit. I will buy, like, what, I went to Target. Their dressing rooms are closed because of COVID. I came home with, like, four pairs of leggings, and not one of them worked. Took them all took, back. Took them all back. The problem with leggings is the ankles. Okay, so my waist, I mean, I've had three kids. If you've seen me, I'm not super teeny tiny skinny. I'm not. You know, I, I, I have a little bit of extra cushion. Um, <laughs> I'd say you have the body of a of a mom that had three kids that's 30. Yeah, that's in a, I'm 31, yeah. 31. In a wheelchair. Favorite number. <laughs> <laughs> so when I'm buying leggings, it's hard because I need a wider waist to accommodate my hips. But for a normal person, the wider legs come with the wider waist. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, so you, for me... Ankle, her waist is the size of a 31-year-old lady who's had three kids. My not, ankles are the size of a 16-year-old girl. Maybe a 12-year-old girl. They're pretty skinny. Yeah, they're like, really small. So you guys think skinny jeans are skinny? Dude, give me like ultra, ultra, ultra skinny jeans. <laughs> down low. And then wide up top. <laughs> Mom jeans up top. Skinny jeans down below. like Ultra skinny. skinny. Ultra skinny down below. <laughs> so Maybe we can get some of those zip pants. And we'll buy the, the tops and the bottoms, and we'll zip 
the, the ultra skinnies. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh my, we're getting a little crazy. No, but uh, so I'm get on a journey. On. Come and on, and then you get some shorts, you yeah. zip them off. Oh my gosh, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> You're embarrassing. <laughs> no, so my journey, like I, I'm going to take you guys on this journey and I'm going to tell you what I learned um, because I am determined to find pants that fit. Currently, I'm still my favorite leggings, I have several since I wear black leggings every day. I have several pairs of black leggings, but I obviously do have my favorites. My favorites are wearing out, and they are my maternity pants from when I had Brooks. <laughs> that sounds really embarrassing to say, but if you think about maternity pants, they aren't the high-rise maternity pants that go all the way up over your belly. They're the ones that hang down on your waist. So the waist fits. And the ankles fit, too, because it's made for wider waist, skinny yeah. ankles. Well, you just buy a smaller maternity. So. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I'm going to try maternity. I'll, I'll report back, let you guys know what I think about the, the maternity leggings, at, at just a smaller size than I would have normally gotten. I mean, these ones are a little bit wide up on the waist. I have to pull them up. Um, and then I also, my sister was telling me about buckle. I guess that they have this thing at Buckle where you can get a free, I think she said free. It might, and then $50, did she say? 10. Or 10. 10 For 10 additional dollars or something like that, you can buy jeans and have them altered. I guess Buckle has some, like a lady or, or a person that will alter your pants and make them fit right. So I'm going to get to the bottom of it. I'm going to see if that's a thing. If I have any friends that are listening that are in wheelchairs and need like, pants altered you know i feel like this would be a good little thing to know about <laughs> stay, buckle stay tuned to the next time yes so <laughs> that's our that's our homework nick we're gonna go try those pants and find them but yeah i'm a t-shirt and legging type of gal but not every single pair of leggings i don't like shorts yeah. it's my goal this summer to um if you have a favorite fake tanner throw it my way <laughs> <laughs> because it's my goal this summer to at least wear capri pants that is that's a step for me. I usually don't wear don't wear um, shorts in the summer. She, she usually puts them on, and ten minutes later she takes them off. <laughs> yeah, you know it's hard. I it's I think really a lot of it comes down to not I I can't feel my legs. Yeah. So it's something that I'm self conscious about the look. I mean I don't have good circulation in my right leg, so it's a little bit more red. So my legs don't have the same tint. That's why I say self-tanner, because when you're tan, that redness kind of, it's, I mean, it's it, not it mutes the redness. It's not uncommon to, like, see autumn and, like, one leg looks normal and one leg is, like, purple and looks like it's been, like, purple circulation. Purple like, cut, cut yeah. off. And people are like, are you okay? Like, yes, I'm fine. So it is a self-conscious thing where I, I just am comfortable in pants. You know, I don't. I don't like to show my legs, but I'm I'm trying to get there, you guys. I'm trying to get out of this comfort zone and and try. I need to be more fashionable. Get out of this just <laughs> leggings and t-shirts every day. <laughs> I, I'm just like a t-shirt and jeans kind of guy. Hey, I did buy my buy a pair of boots. I'm the type with shoes. If I find a shoe that fits and stays on and I can get it on my foot, because remember my feet are paralyzed, so they can't squeeze into a shoe on their own. Yeah. I buy like every pair and for the past probably would you say five, six years? Ten years. Ten years. <laughs> I there's a a style of like crocheted boot that stays on my foot. 
and I I just keep buying the it's, same. It's it's autumns where from one. about October till about May, and then May and it's through not the really, summer is it's like not tennis really, shoes. It's not really a summer boot. <laughs> yeah, but a couple months ago, I did get some cute boots at Target that yeah. that were like fancier boots. If they just had a zipper that like not only went down to like the ankle, but like went up the front towards the toe, so like you could almost slip your slide your foot in like from the side. Yeah. So anybody out there. <laughs> they can uh, alter a zipper on a boot or a oh boot maker. Gosh. Is there any boot makers listening to the show? <laughs> and I'm not a sandals type of gal either. Yeah. I don't, like I said, I can't feel my feet. And so part of me feels weird. Show Is that weird that I don't feel like I feel self-conscious kind of showing what I can't feel? You know, I'm not a foot person anyway. So <laughs> honestly, the worst thing about summer is everybody in their flip-flops. <laughs> Nick hates feet, so it's fine. I mean, even when he will, like, Nick will put my socks on for me if I'm, like, sitting there and I'm, like, he, he goes and grabs socks and he's, like, here you go. I'll be, like, hey, throw them on my feet for me. He has a way of putting socks on feet so he doesn't have to touch the feet. And this is not just me. He does it to Brooks. He does it to the girls. Like, it, he just figured out a way that he doesn't have to touch feet. I just don't like feet. Do I wear sandals? Nope. Nope. Not even to the beach. He <laughs> no, wears Vans. I wear Vans to the beach. Oh, man. So, yeah, there's my gripe. Hopefully I'll have a gain. I don't know if I have a gain for that gripe. Hey, you, you do. You you have some clothes that fit you, right? Yeah, I mean, the fact that I have found some. <laughs> Hopefully it'll be a gain once I go shopping and, and find some hey, new. the gain is that you have clothes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> And on to the next uh, re, 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 uh, rewind. <laughs> so um, we kind of talked about where where I left off is um, last last episode. I was home, hanging out with my friends, getting back to normal. Going so, to parties. Partying it up with my friends. So I kind of wanted to start where we left off there. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. So I... Um, just after this is when we met. Yeah, yeah. And I've, I, my parents built a house to accommodate my situation. I think, I remember, let's let's rewind a little bit more. I remember going to your other house a few times. I remember the first yeah. time I went to your house. Yeah. I think I slept school, came over and hung out. My dad came home early, remember? And yeah. he was like, why are you here? And I was like, shoot. <laughs> we listened to some senses fell in your room. Yep. Forever, yeah. it will remind me of that time you left school and my dad came home. Yep. And we Nick's just... like, all right, sorry, see you later. And I was like, <laughs> seriously? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I didn't hang out much in that house, but a few times. But, yeah. You so, know, you moved to the apartment. My right parents automatically started building, like, started making plans to build when I got hurt. They obviously knew that the accommodations they had made were temporary. I kind of went into what they did with my room and how they gave me the fridge and the microwave. I forgot to mention that in the bathroom, I couldn't get through the bathroom door. So they had to pull the door off and I had a shower curtain that shut for my door. And then the shower door, um, I, th I believe they took the shower door off because it kind of opened into the toilet. So um, they also built a bench. It was like a stand-up shower. So they built a bench in there. 
um, just to kind of touch on more accommodations. Because after I, I was listening to the last one, I was like, oh, there are way more accommodations than just the <laughs> ones I talked about. So um, anyway, so they automatically started talking about plans to build um, something that was accessible because they knew this was long term. And whether I moved or moved out or not, um, I'm sure they knew eventually I'd move out. They wanted it to be a place that I could still access. So um, while they built, we moved to an apartment complex up in Clearfield, um, Pinnacle Mountain View. <laughs> I actually lived there a couple times. Spent spent some good times there. Yeah, I yeah. Know. That's when me and Autumn started dating a lot, yeah. you know, and hanging out. Nick probably remembers more of the apartment into the new house like in those first days yeah. versus the old house. Um, so yeah, my little sisters uh, shared a room. I shared a room with my older sister, Mandy. We, we And then my parents had the master bedroom. It was a three bedroom apartment we lived in for a, a good little while. Six months. Probably. I think they had a six month lease. Yeah. So they automatically got, got the, the house started building and one of the funny stories um when we lived in the apartment i i don't know the apartment i liked the apartment because it was all accessible yeah, it was i right mean even level. in our new house there's a like an upstairs area i can't get to there's the basement i can't get to which one time i had to go downstairs and get milk out of the basement fridge but there was none of that you know and so the apartment was kind of just like a fr like free for me in a sense. Yeah, I enjoyed you, it. Because there was no stair in. It was just yeah, roll, right, roll in. right in. You know, the Everything bathroom else. was accessible. So one funny time, my cute little sister Madison, I'm nine years older than she is, and there's no sibling in between me and her. So we're, we're arguing, and she's going to die when I say this on the podcast. <laughs> we're arguing and fighting, and she grabs onto my arm and pulls. And granted, I was probably being a little dramatic. <laughs> she was being a little dramatic, and I fell out of my wheelchair. Whether I fell or meant to fall a little bit, or she pulled me. <laughs> I fell out. Actor. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it was that feeling of like you're really gonna pull on my arm right now. I'll show you. You're yeah. gonna feel bad. She didn't feel bad right at first. <laughs> She's like, well, <laughs> we were fighting. You know how sisters fight. She still fight. doesn't even feel bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love her to death, but I had to tell that because I always tease her that she pulled me out of my wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, I've so. never even pulled. Out. I pushed her out of her wheelchair once. You know, oh. on accident, but you know, <laughs> almost today. Mr. Crazy hitting a crack with Brooks on my lap. I'm like, okay, you take Brooks. I'm willing myself <laughs> after that one. That it's, one. It's a task to get into places in, in the cottonwood rink. Like, the sidewalk is kind of on a slant. Yeah. So, like, At least they do, have front row parking. You know, we do, like, this little, like, I pull her arm. She holds Brooks. I have, usually, if I'm going to a hockey game, I have my hockey bag, my stick. Yeah. You know, we look like a, a train, train coming circus. into everyone. Yeah. Everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, just that, that was the apartment. Um, I moved, what would you say? How long, about nine months after, um, the injury, we moved into the new house. Yeah, it was probably around there. Seven, nine maybe, months Maybe about a year. Yeah. So. Yeah, Cause it was about the end of the summer. I think it was. So then it would have been about nine, 10 months. Yeah. Yeah. So we moved into the new house. Well, so that year on your birth, yeah. On your birthday. 
Yeah. <laughs> I turned 18. Okay, 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 okay. So this, sorry, you guys, this takes me a minute to, to go back and, like, think of the timeline. So Nick's <laughs> right. So I turned 18 well, right after we moved into the house, right? Yeah, yeah. Nick took me to get my driver's license. I did not have a driver's license. I had a school permit. Um. Which, yeah, when I was 16 and when I went to, um, like get my driver's license after my accident, they wouldn't take it. They, they looked at me and they were like, that's really an unfortunate situation, but we don't honor school permits anymore. You, everybody has to get a permit through the DMV. And so she's either going to have to have a permit for six months or until she's 18. And I turned 18 sooner than six months. It was like sixes. Yeah. So... So on my 18th birthday, sure enough, Nick took me to the DMV. I had to have a car of my own that was equipped with hand controls to take my driving test. So we we drove Autumn's car. I drove Autumn's car to the DMV. Yeah, yeah. And then I stayed at the DMV by myself. Well, I did my test. And fun (laughs) little fact, I've never, I think I missed like two points altogether. Um, one on the driving test, one on the written test on that one. I yeah. And then later on, just barely, I had to retake my test because they make you actually take it more often if you're disabled. Um, what is it? Every, what do they say? Know. Every five years or something? It kind of changed up on us. Yeah. Anyway, so just a, years. a, maybe it's 10 years. A couple years ago, I had to retake the test and I was just like sweating bullets over this. I was so stressed. <laughs> Nick, I was, I was in tears. I she mean, was, like for me, I'm like, if, if, well, if I can't pass these tests, this, this really affects my life, yeah. you know? And so I was freaking stressed out, but I got a hundred percent on the written and a hundred percent on the uh, driving test. <laughs> Autumn's a super duper student. Uh, I, I there's so much stress that I'm like I just have to know everything before going. Otherwise so, yeah. I'm gonna freak out. So, so yeah, Nick took me to my driving test on your birthday. On my birthday, got then, my driver's license. And then that year on my birthday, I got we, my rods out. I took her to the hospital to have her rods taken out. So yeah, we were we were just dating at these at this point, but yeah. For her birthday, I took her to get her driver's license, and then on my birthday, which is in December, her birthday's in October, so then two months later in December, on my birthday, I took her to the hospital to get her Yeah, I think my mom out. was there at the beginning, but you def- you drove me home. I drove you there. Did you drive me there? My mom was there for some of it, though. Yeah. And then um, I know he drove me home because we were in his freaking old Audi, <laughs> and if anybody's had back surgery, oh, any little bump... And it was like, okay, so I, the reason I got my rods out of my back, um, so rewind to the first episode where I talked about my surgeries. I got rods on both sides of my spine um, to stabilize my spine. After a year of having those, your bone will kind of Cause you have support the, cause your you back. Had the, well, you had the cage, the fake vertebrae. That always will stay in. Yeah. There's but, no taking but, that out. But the rods, but the rods on the side... They kind of strengthen. Yeah, it helped my bones kind of grow around that and strengthen my back. So after a year, if you're having problems with the rods, it is an option to get them taken out. Um, I when I was in the hospital, I lost so much weight and I was like 95 pounds. So this first year out of the hospital, I was still super, super skinny. 
And these rods were like poking. I mean, if I kind of curled my back or hunched my back, her back would kind of it was like a half circle with like a, it was like a straight. straight. <laughs> and and you could feel the top of my rods yeah. and the bottom of my rods. And so I was having a lot of pain associated with that. And so my surgeon was like, "Well, let's take them out." I, I mean, it sucks to have surgery and recovery, but you're not going to have that limitation of flexibility of pain, all of those things. And he did an x-ray of my spine. My spine looked good. So we took them out. Yeah, I have them to this day. They're probably right. Maybe I'll show show our friends on Instagram. Yeah. So (laughs) we went there, um, got the rods out. It was my birthday. My family was like, hey, you want to go to dinner? And I was like, yeah. Let's yeah. go to Hard Rock. So, so my mom was there with me when you went to dinner. So I left the I hospital. stayed one night in yeah, the hospital. Yeah, so we were at the U, wasn't it the U? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. I went down to Hard Rock when it was in Salt Lake and had dinner with my family yeah. for my birthday, and then I went back to the hospital. And, you know, a funny thing I remember about when you were gone, I don't think you were there. My mom, I was like, we have friends that live in Kanab, and I was like, Mom, I got to call them. I was, I was hopped up on something. I couldn't even tell you what, but I was like, Mom, I got to call him. And I was singing Def Leppard, Love Bites, like so loud. And my mom's probably dying hearing this because it was probably one of the funniest things. And they still would tease me about it. I, I was just singing the song. I was feeling it. Love Bites. <laughs> I was. It was so bad. <laughs> They were probably like this girl, but so, yeah. So after Autumn was tripping on shrooms, I showed back up after. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever. And I actually spent the night at the hospital with her. So. Yeah, yeah. He stayed there, and then and the I, next morning he re- drove me home. I do remember there was a time that you were like, "My back hurts so bad." Will you just come lay next to me? And I remember that was like. A hospital bed is definitely just made for one, and I felt like I was doing more damage than good. Yeah. <laughs> like, trying to, like... I can't explain the pain of back surgery. Like, I mean, they have to cut you through your muscles. I remember I remember moving my chair, like, right next to the bed, and, like, I would, like... Holding uh, my hand. Yeah, yeah. So, and then yeah. you fell asleep, and then I just rolled over. And yeah, yeah. Sonked Definitely, out. like, back surgery... And then, My laparoscopic surgery was hard, and especially because they had to, um, what do they call it, drain my lung or whatever, and I had to have a, a tube out my, like a drain tube, drainage tube. So that sucked, but, like, the recovery from back surgery, just I just can't explain the pain. It's just, like, anywhere you move, because your back is connected to everything, it hurts so bad. So Nick drove me home. That was That was one of the funniest things, is, like, you know, at a hospital, like, they, they're, they like, so, like, nurturing to you. Like, they make sure that you have everything you need. But when they wheel you out to your car and, like, they're the like, parking lot, they're, dude. like, okay, you good. And they just, like, dumped her out in my old <laughs> Audi, the 92 100 series. <laughs> Every time I told someone I drove an Audi at they're 16, they're like, oh, they're, oh nice. nice. And anybody who knows the Audi, it... It was, it was far yeah, from nice. It was nicknamed Plan B Dynamite because if anything didn't work, that was Plan B. It was just to blow it up with a stick of dynamite. <laughs> it broke all the time. Didn't yeah. go into park half the time. Yeah, like sometimes. <laughs> we, we, yeah, we can go on and on about the old Audi. But, uh, but yeah, they just like dumped her in. I was like, all right. Here we go. And like every bump was like, oh, oh. oh. And Autumn is like, can you please not hit the bumps? And I'm like. 
I'm driving on the freeway. Can't really <laughs> swerve around <laughs> on the freeway. <laughs> Bump going up. Yep, yep. So he took me back to the house, got me all situated. It was, his, it was in December. So um, I actually got a rash after this one. So I'm yeah. lucky we had a fan in that in my bedroom. Turned on the fan, did the whole ice pack thing I, I, all over. And it was it was right before Christmas, and so I bought. Autumn, I was so bored. I bought Autumn her Christmas present earlier that year, and I bought her a TV and a DVD player. And guess what? We still have the we TV. Our kids it. watch it. It's Sharp awesome. Sharp TV. It's been going for like 12, 13 years. I, dude, I thought it would be dead by now. No, I and was, it's going strong. I watched it tonight with Brooks, putting <laughs> watching Monsters Inc. on it. <laughs> so. So, yeah, Nick hooked me up with a DVD player and a TV. I was just like, you know what? I'm so bored. I wish I could just even just watch a movie or watch the news or watch something. So with he hooked the me Circuit up with that. City. <laughs> Got her yeah. little TV. Yep, yep. Oh. Yeah, so. so, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a fun time. Those are two birthdays I think we'll always remember. Yeah. Got the rods removed. Um, after after that, um, next episode, we'll kind of go into moving out and becoming independent. So I look forward to that. Yeah. It's a good one. All the things that you have to do when you're, <laughs> when you're on your own in a wheelchair. So um, should we go to that one time? Yeah. Okay. So this one time we were on our honeymoon. Coming home from our honeymoon. Yeah, we were off the honeymoon by now. So, what airport was this at? Atlanta. Atlanta Airport. We're getting, we're, we're, what is the word? We're getting off the plane. Yeah, we had a layover. Yeah, and so they. Well, and so when you, when you get on and off a plane and you can't walk, like, it's always funny when, like, they ask, like, they're like, hey, are you handicapped? And they're like, yeah. And you're like, I can't walk. And they're always like. A couple can, steps. Can you take a couple steps? It's like they're like testing you. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, um, we, zero steps. Yeah. I can't walk. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> okay. So then they call in what they call an aisle chair. Now, if I had to explain this chair to you, I would say a dolly that has a little <laughs> mini seat that wouldn't fit maybe a five-year-old. It's, it's like a like a lifting bench. That's what the... Like a bench that you would like lift weights yeah. on, like the skinny little bench. Yep. Like that is about the equivalent of yeah. this chair. And it has about a million buckles. Yeah. It's like over sh- your shoulder, over your other shoulder, over your stomach, over your chest, it's like over sh- the top. It's like a the straight- top of your legs, over the bottom of your legs, over your feet. Like it's they like a, strap a, you in. It's like a straight jacket. It's like, yeah. If you've ever seen like uh, Silence of the Lambs when they wheel in Hannibal Lecter, <laughs> that's what she looks like on this thing. Like just like strapped but up. But there's on this not like dolly. four wheels, there is two wheels like a dolly so they have to lean you lean you back to put like to pull you up into the plane from like the and and i usually have like the like the two carry-ons the baby (laughs) (laughs) so like i'm no help at all yeah so anyway so they're they're we're getting off the airplane i'm in the aisle chair but hey, but hey, shout out to anybody who helps us with that because they are always super so nice kind. and like so kind, always. Yeah, so. always willing to help. So, so if you work at an airport and you have ever had to strap somebody in one of those in things, a, in like, an aisle chair, shout out to you. Yeah, they've any never advice? Had... Just don't make it awkward. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So go back on. So 
They pull me out of the airplane on the aisle chair. And this is where they usually, I mean, this is where you drop off your strollers. If you've ever had a stroller or a car seat for a baby that you've needed to check at the gate. Um, They usually check my wheelchair at the gate, right? Well, my wheelchair was not there. Yeah. Usually when you get out there, it's like just sitting there and you just take it and like, okay, thanks. Bye. So they're like, um, it looks like your wheelchair is not here yet. Um, let's let's just wheel we'll right here. Do you want to so, get out of the chair? Well, we waited for a second. Well, we they, waited. They got waited. you out of the like the straight jacket so, and set yeah. you on a regular bench. Well, they got a a like a regular wheelchair from the airport that they provide, and they pulled me up to the waiting area, basically like where you wait to board your flight, and we waited for my chair. I, I transferred over into the regular chairs. Um, like the seating area, and we waited, and we waited a little longer, <laughs> and we started to get nervous because we this was just a layover. We had to catch another flight, and and, and we waited a little longer. And one of the workers that came was like, "Um, so uh, your wheelchair's stuck, and they can't get the latch open where on the bottom of the airplane." Is. And then like he like. Like, see, look, and, like, he, like, leaned over and, like, pointed to the plane, and, like, you can see these guys on one of those, like, little elevator things. Just trying trying to get the door open. The door was, like, right under, like, where the captain sits, and, like, they're just, like, trying to, like, (laughs) jiggle this door. (laughs) Oh, but they, I mean, they did feel so bad, like, because I can't walk. I can't walk five steps. I can't walk one step. I can't walk at all, and I'm not... Maybe I'm stubborn, but I'm not using a freaking wheelchair from the airport to get around. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, I mean, it is it not. Goes, it goes back to that, like, how people are like, oh, I was in a wheelchair. Or, I have a wheelchair. Oh, my yes. wheelchair is just like yours. And like, no, no, no. Your wheelchair is a rental. Yes. Mine is mine. Yes. Like, like this is the difference in, like, you know, like. Borrowing a pair of shoes. Yeah. Borrowing that a- don't fit you. Yeah. That are giant and you like can't walk in. And you're that's like, really what it's and like. And you're like, you know what? I'd rather go barefoot than yes. walk in those shoes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's we like, waited, waited, waited. They gave us like vouchers for food. Like they felt <laughs> so bad. Finally, they got my wheelchair out, but it was, I, remember, I didn't know if they I, were going to get my wheelchair I out. I remember when they like popped it open and like they like, like, it was almost like a hurrah moment. And we saw them coming down the little, ele- like, the little, With like, With my chair, I'm like, it's there! Yes! It's out! Yes. It's not stuck. I was afraid they were going to have to take the plane. I I didn't know what was going to happen. The And then the best part of that was was we, we had our layover there, and then we were supposed to have another, like, layover at the next place. And we get off that one, and they're like, are you the van Because yeah. because if you get a, if you're in a wheelchair, you're usually the Your first name is one on. Down. <laughs> but you're usually the first one on the plane if you're there early enough. Uh huh. The last if, one off. And if you're there late, then you're the last one on. Yes, so. and that's awkward because you have to wheel past in the aisle chair, <laughs> full seats. Instead of being the first, when you're the first one on, there's nobody in the seats yet. And they're like, oh, take your time, you know. Yeah. They're usually like, hey, would you like a little, some peanuts, you know, yeah. a drink before anyone. And then, like, everyone's walking out like, oh, special people. Like, they just think mm-hmm. you're just like some, you yeah. know, first class. Yeah, because by that time, my wheelchair Super duper there. gold members, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, no. So, but when you're... But when you're in a wheelchair, like, people are always like, hey, you want to go? You're like, no, we got to wait for a wheelchair. You know, like, yeah. oh. Well, but also the, like, uh, the workers know that you're on that flight. 
They know yeah. that you have these accommodations and they know that they need an aisle chair when this flight gets to the next gate. So Which we have had times when they're like uh, uh, we're waiting on the aisle chair. We're waiting yeah. on the aisle chair. And we like sit on the plane for like an extra 20 minutes. Yep. Brooks, that happened when we went to Denver, yep. you know? Yep. Like, um, apparently they, they didn't know we needed an aisle chair. Yeah. Yeah. Usually they're pretty good. So this time. But yeah, we get off the plane and like, are you guys the Van Comins? I think we had two layovers, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah. this is our second, second one. layover. Like, I think it was like in Minneapolis or something. Yep, it was. And so they're like, you the Van Comins? They're like, they're like, yeah. They're yeah. Like, and they're get like, on our get car. On. <laughs> They turn my wheelchair upside down, and Nick, like, holds it on on the back. <laughs> I, like, transfer into the front of this, like, golf cart yeah. type, like, the airport golf cart, and they freaking fly through the airport. <laughs> fly. Like, I was holding on for dear life. It was like the beginning of Home Alone if they were on a cart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the music was so playing and everything. we barely got to our gate in time. Yeah. And it was just like home alone. Like she opened the door. Yes. Hey, you hey. just, you just they, made it. They strapped me in quick. And this was one of the awkward times that everybody was boarded and we were late. The flight is full. Yes. The flight <laughs> is full. And they pulled me row after row. And I'm pretty sure we were one of the far back rows. Yeah. Yeah. And you know an airplane that aisle is not wide so i was like squeezing in my my arms like trying to squeeze in as much as i could in every row sorry sorry excuse me sorry sorry and, and everybody's just looking at you like what is that <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you what did you what what did you have to do to get strapped up like this like you're a difficult person to deal with or yeah. something yeah yeah so, um, another thing we could talk about is rental cars. Yeah. Rental cars. Like, I mean, since we're, we're on the, I mean, rental cars, I mean, we have rented cars in Denver that have the handicap thing and it, we actually, I love it. we actually rented a car and it was a silver Nissan. We went back to Denver like two or three months later. Same rental car. Same exact car. Yeah. So for anybody that needs hand controls, you can rent a car. That has hand control, so you just have to make those special accommodations. But we could go to other rental cars. So we went to Aruba for our honeymoon. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, I forgot. And we weren't twenty five. Same trip. Yet. We weren't twenty five yet. No. And so like my dad knows this guy named Sherman. I think my dad's in Aruba right now. I he, think he is too. He's probably still in Aruba. Yeah. But uh, hanging out with Sherman. <laughs> yeah. So Sherman, he's a hookup. He in hooked up our rental car, but I thought to... I was on taken. <laughs> I thought I was gonna get kidnapped. Yeah. So like literally pull up to the airport and the guy they is had like our signs. Man, Moments, <laughs> you know? with our name Only on it. time I've ever had that, like, yeah. that moments. And they have two cars, and, like, we're in Aruba. Like, it's not, like... No cell phone service. No cell phone. So, like, they're like, okay, okay. And they just, like, put Autumn in this car. A yellow car. And then they car. just start driving off. And, like, you in this car. And I'm like, uh... So they separate me and Nick. I had my wheelchair with me. But they separate me and Nick. And these are, like, if you've ever seen Just Married, the little yellow, like car mr bean's car yeah yeah <laughs> mr bean like i it might even had three wheels <laughs> <laughs> no but so they put me in this car and just start driving and i'm like oh my gosh aruba and i mean not to mention three like three months earlier a person it? went missing on, in aruba yeah and i was a little freaked out yeah and i was just like kept my eyes on the car in front of me like i don't know uh, if i've ever been out of the country i think that's the first time i've ever been out of the country yeah. like that's the first passport i've ever had to get yeah so 
I mean, it was it was definitely. So a... we pull up to the place and. Nick goes in, and sure enough, the car that I was in was our rental, and everything worked out. But for a minute there, like, I kept looking in the side mirrors, making sure that Nick's car was following me, because I was like, what is going to happen to me? Yeah, and every time we get a car, like, rent a car, like, we always, like, okay, how are we going to get the wheelchair in and out Yeah, quick? yeah. So, I mean, this We're this always one... like, you got a hatchback? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do and we got to do for one, a hatchback? This one was a It hatchback. was a hatchback. Yeah, yeah. so... We just like folded down the seats in the back and like no joke. We got to Google the just married car. I'm telling you, you'll see it and you'll be like, that's the exact car we had in Aruba. (laughs) Exact. Like yellow and all. Yeah. But yeah. So I mean. Because if like when we go to Denver and we rent this Nissan Altima or whatever, we mm -hmm. have to like, you have to take the wheels off and you set the chair in the back seat like it's a person. Yeah. And throw the wheels on top. That's usually the typical way we put it in if it's a car. Yeah. Because trunks usually. Don't. It'll fit, but you have to take my chair apart 100%. And if you're in any, like, if you, like, want to save any time leaving <laughs> the base put together. So, like, the way Nick puts it in, the, the the front casters sit on the floor in front where your feet would go. The base of my chair sits like a person. And then the wheels just sit. He, he's taken those off and he sets those on top. Yeah. So then when we get there, he just has to take the wheels out, take the base out, put the wheels on, and it's ready. So, But, like, like when we get a new car, like, like putting the wheelchair in and out of the car is, like, like we go to the we go to the car dealership and, like, hold on. We need a minute with the car. I got I to gotta test out yeah. putting this. Cause when we got our to... Venza, we, we were looking at Acura MDXs. Yeah. Or was that our Highlander when we got the Highlander? Yeah, Highlander. We were looking at Acura MDXs, and I loved the MDX. Like, I thought it was so cute. I loved the car. But I couldn't get my wheelchair in the back. In one piece. In one piece. And that's like huge. We had to like, and if we put it in the back seat, like, we had, like, it just didn't work. And it was yeah. like, sorry, it's not going to work. And then we, we looked at vans, and the vans were nice, and they had a lot of room in the back. But it had this weird, like, little dip area. Most vans have the little dip. So, but her wheelchair fits in the dip area, but not with both wheels on. On. So, like, I had stuff take off the one wheel. So, like, I was like, this isn't going to work. That's definitely something we have to look at when we get new cars. So, it doesn't matter how big the car is or how roomy it is. Like, it's still not going to be perfect. So, Mm -hmm. that's definitely, like, the selling factor. Yeah. Like, I took our car up to the dealership to, like, see what was wrong with it. And then I was looking at, like, the new Venzas, and I, like, popped open the back, and I, the guy was, like, just talking to, you know, salesman. And he doesn't realize what's going through your mind. Yeah, and I was <laughs> that just like, like um, I'm going to pop open this back, and i got to look at this. Like, I mean, side note, I really want a new Venza, but I'm going to wait a few years. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, you know, <laughs> this looks a little bit smaller back here. I'm not going to commit till I can get Wadham's wheelchair in here, you know. <laughs> Test it out. See if I can put it You up. also mentioned it seemed a little bit taller, too. Yeah, and that, yeah, that's a huge difference when we're buying a car. If it's higher up, you got to think, I got to transfer into it. And then not only that, I have to pull my wheelchair into it. So when we had our Highlander, that was probably the hardest thing is you got to remember my balance isn't the same as a normal person. And so when I'm leaning over to pull my wheelchair into the car... My stomach muscles don't work, so I have to, like, have one hand holding on, be able to to pull the thing up, to pull the base of my wheelchair up with one hand. It's just hard, and this is where the ultralight wheel, wheelchair comes into play. Yeah, and it's it's always funny, like, when, you know, we're talking to somebody, and 
And even if we know him for a long time, and like we mentioned, you went by yourself. Like, how do you? Yeah. Do so how that? do you do that? And then we just explain like. She just takes what terrible. Yeah, so I mean I I can just explain it now. It's so much easier on a video to show, but basically I transfer in um with my legs still hanging out the side usually. Um and then I I pull off the two wheels. I put the wheels in on the floor of the passenger side. And then I pull off my cushion. I put that in above my dash, like um where my steering wheel is just to it just is there for a second. And then um, the top part, like the the back side of my wheelchair that, that supports my back, folds down. Um, and so I fold that top part down, and then I lay my seat back and lift the base over me into the passenger seat. And then I put my, ca- my cushion on top of the base. So it's a process. Once you get going, I mean, now I'm used to it, but there were tears I mean, there was times that people, when my mom was making me learn, I mean, my mom's a physical therapist. She's tough. She's tough on me. She's, well, she knows I can do it. She's tough you know, than I, I am for sure. On you. Yeah, she is. She, she knows I can do it and she's stubborn and she's tough because she knows that if she's tough on me, it's going to, in the end, it's going to benefit me. So she, I was one particular time we were outside of, I did physical therapy for a long time. I had a lot of appointments right after I got hurt. And one time in particular, I was getting out to go to my physical therapy, my outpatient physical therapy. And she said, all right, here's part of your physical therapy. Uh, You got to pull the chair out on your own, Autumn. I'm not doing it for you. (laughs) So I cried. I was crying. I, I felt as like, mom, I can't do it. I can't figure it out. I can't get it out. And she's like, no, I know you can do it. She was trying to talk me through it. She's like, I know you can do it. Um, so a person actually walks past and he's like, ma'am, can I help you? And my mom leans forward and looks at him and is like, no, you can't help her. She's learning how to get her wheelchair out. And, and I was like, <laughs> just sitting there crying. And he's like, all right, well, I'm here if you need my help. And she's like, okay, thanks. You know, like my mom was there to help me, but she knew I could do it. And honestly, like now, like at the time I was like, she's so mean, you know, but now looking back, I'm like, yeah, I mean, it was those times that she was so hard on me because she knew I could do it to live independently. And so, you know, I do feel like I owe that a little bit to her. To put, she pushed me to live independently. She pushed me to do things for myself and not rely on others so much. I mean, there are times now, like, for example, I was shopping for fabric today and I could not reach the fabric. I mean, it's a high up. So um, I had to reach at the very top and I couldn't get it. So I had to go find help. And that happens all the time. Grocery store. And that's okay. I mean, I mean... I think people that aren't in wheelchairs need help sometimes too. So, but they're probably a little bit more like egotistic and (laughs) don't ask for help, but we all need help. Yeah. And it's just, sometimes we need to ask for it. You know what really sucks is when like clothes are hung up high. Like one time me and Lexi, the other, like two months ago, we were shopping for Alice's birthday. 
there was a dress hung up on the second level and Lexi's not much taller than I am. So I'm like, can you get it? She's like, I think if I jump, I can get the hanger off. So me and her like working together to get this. And it's like that, that struggle between like, do I go, do I have to go find someone? I don't want to have to go find someone. Do you think we could just do it? You know, nine times out of 10, I'll pull out my phone. It's just that extra couple inches that like I can just hit it and it'll fall on the floor and I can grab it from there, you know? But yeah, definitely hard. So one thing we wanted to touch on before we go um, is I wanted to talk a little bit about forgiveness. It's an important thing to talk about. And I think that um, a lot of people struggle with holding on to things for so long and not not letting go and not giving that forgiveness. Um, And. I feel like that gets stuck with like feeling like you need things to go back to normal um, after someone's wronged you. Well, I think I think the where I can touch on this, I I don't have the same situation as you do, but um, I think the more you make a thing a thing, the more it becomes a thing. Like yeah, the longer you hold on to a grudge or bad feelings towards somebody, the longer. And the bigger that it grows. It's and kinda... I do feel like, I do feel like there are things that you're, you need time for that forgiveness to come. And I feel like it's not something that comes right away. And, and even though you have forgiven someone, um, it doesn't mean that those feel, those hurt feelings have ever gone away. And it doesn't mean you have to ever let them in to, to wrong you that way again. Um, I think really all in all, what I'm trying to say is probably one of the number one questions I get asked is where are your friends at that got, that were in the accident with you? Well, there's everyone always like, oh, you're her boyfriend. You know, you were dating. I say, well, I met her a little bit after. Yeah. So like, I mean, she always says I was in the car wreck with my boyfriend. They look at me. I'm like, it wasn't me. Yeah. And that's fine. I mean, I have nothing against the people that were driving or in the car, really, because yeah. I don't really know them, and I didn't know them at that time. I didn't, you know, it's, well, I don't have I anything think, against them. Yeah, and I think that this is a situation that, um, I mean, my friends were young, and so I don't think they knew really emotionally how to handle with the situation that they were faced with, and I don't think that they, I think that their initial response was to kind of run and try not to, have to put up or deal with the feelings that they were feeling or guilt that they were feeling. Um, because I mean, I wasn't driving, I was in their car, you know, and, and so I think that the driver and my boyfriend who was a passenger had these feelings and and they didn't know how to handle them. And so the relationship between them and I for a, a while after was not good. Um, and I think there were a lot of bad feelings from people that were like my family members or people that loved me and knew me, you know, of like, this was not handled in the right way. And I really wanted to address this because I feel like to this day, there might be people that still have those grudges or have not forgiven. Well, there's a lot of people that ask Autumn, like, though the person was driving, like, do you, you know, do you not like them? Do you hate them? You know, like, do you blame them? For this, and Autumn yeah. has a really good positive way to look at it, and that's what we kind of love. Yeah, to share. yeah, we want to share, or I want to share with you that this is something that a couple of years after the accident, uh, I had a good phone call with both 
the driver and his brother that was my boyfriend. And we talked and we talked about like what they felt like happened, what I felt like happened. Um, they apologized over and over. And I, and I feel like they had, this is their time that they really wanted to genuinely apologize. I mean, I'm sure that this is something that they dealt with and maybe they still even do deal with the guilt. And on my end of things, I feel like it's important um, after the conversation that I had with them to forgive, forgive. Yeah. And, um, it- and, it, and it took a couple years and that doesn't mean that those feel- those hurt feelings didn't go away, but it, I've, I've forgiven them. And I, and there's, there's people that may not ever forgive them. But for me, um, in fact, the driver is his, is married now and his cute wife is actually someone I grew up with and he's got a family and he's very like successful and, and I couldn't, I couldn't ask for anything more for them. You know, he's apologized to me. He, this is, was not his intention in any way, you know, and it makes me emotional to talk about because I can only imagine the feelings that I would feel, you know, um, making a mistake and, and affecting someone's life for the rest of their life. It's permanent. So, um, I, I just want you guys to really look deep. If you have a grudge or if you have something that someone has done that they have wronged you, um, look deep within yourself and I don't know your situation. I don't know, um, the situation that you're upset about or that you've been wronged about, but I really do feel like the longer you hold on to these negative feelings, the, the more it's going to hurt you. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I've never like, gone through that big of a trauma that like I had to like forgive somebody, but you know, I, I, I don't think there's anyone in this world that I hate. And there's a lot of people that maybe they were mean to me in high school or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing. I think the word hate gets thrown around yeah, a lot. It's definitely a word that I don't like even my kids to say because yep. I, 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 hate I hate the, the word, word hate. hate. Like, I really I hate do. the word stupid and I hate the word hate. Yeah. So, and like, and I always tell my kids, like, you cannot like it, but like, hey, that's a, that's a strong thing to say. So. I don't love that word. I try not yeah. to use it, you know, uh, yeah. in my vocabulary. I mean, I'm not saying I don't ever use it. I probably throw it yeah, around. Yeah, you know? yeah, Like, I'm not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I probably say hate more than I want to. Yeah, you know? yeah. You don't realize you're saying it. It's just in your vocabulary. But, yeah, I think that there is, there's things that people do that will, you feel like you'll never forgive. But, yeah, so. but I just, I just, I what I came to the conclusion of is the longer I hold on to this hate in my heart, the longer I let this affect my life, it's only hurting me. Yeah. I mean, they're dealing with their own set of emotions and they're going to deal with their own set of guilt. And, and I need to let them deal with that. It's not on me to make them deal with that. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of people who let the things they hate in life run their life. Yeah, like or, the, more or the worried. relationships that were that they were wronged in. Yeah, well, they let the, you know, they politics they hate or they hate this person and they let those things that they hate consume their their yeah. day, their yeah. their energy. Right. Like use your things on you love, you know, use your energy and your time on things yeah. you love, not things you hate. Like, yeah. Well, and a lot of people say forgive and forget. I you don't have to forget. 
Yeah. And and just because you forgive someone doesn't mean that you are best friends with them. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you have to have a relationship with them. But I do feel like, especially in a situation like this, for so long after, I was like, dude, I hate them. They wronged me. They like I will never, never have something positive to say about them. And now here I am, how many years later, and and I'm proud of them. Yeah. Like I'm I'm proud of of their life and and what they've become. And so I I think that the the sooner that I learned to let go of that hate in my heart and forgive, and that doesn't mean that those that pain isn't still there. But I don't I don't need to hold it against them. No. You know? So, so this, yeah. is, this is my little lesson on forgive, forget, try your best to forget. If if you've I, truly I put it behind you, it's not gonna be something you that pr- touches probably, your mind every probably day. Probably never forget it, but more that like if you put it behind you, then you forget to think about it. So And much. you forget the hate. Yeah. So you know what? You're not your effing hate. You're not your effing aches and pains. You're not your effing you know bad days yeah and you're not your effing chair 